Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, we bring you the first principles of real estate, interviews with the identities and influences that are making their mark on the real estate community and bringing you hints and tips that we hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. Jason Carter is a veteran broadcaster and radio personality turned real estate superstar and in this podcast jason shares with us the secrets of his success i hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as i did ladies and gentlemen jason snowy carter and joining me on the podcast now is jason snowy carter jason thanks so much for joining us pleasure my friend pleasure so, Jason, um, you've enjoyed a, a high degree of success now in a couple of marketplaces, um, starting your career here in Adelaide um, and starting from probably a place of advantage in that you'd already built somewhat of a, a personal brand by the time that you'd started in real estate and under, understood the principles around that. But um, you, you've enjoyed success here in a very short period of time and have now found yourself in an all-new marketplace and a whole new challenge. So, Jason, perhaps just um, explain to us what's uh, your journey into real estate how it is that you got to real estate and um how it is that you're where you're at now yeah i, I suppose i appreciate that I, it didn't come as easy as most of what people thought just because i mean i'd been on radio for nearly 30 years with safm and with triple m and with mix 102.3 um mm-hmm. the the cold hard facts was and you know this only oh too well real estate gods love to shred you and rip you apart <laughs> and it doesn't matter who you are and i must admit when i first started um you know i went to what i believe is one of the, the absolute all-time great real estate agencies in harris real estate and what mm-hmm. phil harris has created from a culture and a training point of view was just second to none and i met with a few other agents mm-hmm. and just just phil's mannerisms and just his his vision you know, i just thought you know what you're the you're the the wagon that i want to be hitched to so yeah. when i got started the first eight weeks i pulled eight listings wow. um and, and but it was all done on, on just pure excitement and having no idea what in the hell to do <laughs> but the real the real challenge came that once i got those eight listings i then was so out of my depth because i didn't have the scripts and dialogue and the training really to then carry it through Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to communicate to someone when they were putting in an offer. And, you know, I just thought, you know, as soon as someone said, yeah, yeah we'll buy it, I thought, you're beauty, look <laughs> at me. So that that was a huge, huge learning curve. And I think from that after, uh, and that really bent me out of shape. Like I nearly pulled the pin after 12 weeks because I just thought, what have I done? Like hmm. I just, I'm not built for this. But then, you know, Phil was like, righto, mate, let's just, you've had, you, you know, we've let you go. Now you need to listen to me. So once <laughs> I sort of started to understand the you know the scripts the dialogue and and the process of of i suppose engaging with people at their level but then taking them to where you want them to be mm-hmm. that's when it really then started to to make a huge difference but yeah we um during that period of time for the three years i was with phil then i was living in melbourne my family wanted to relocate here so i was working three and a half days in adelaide three and a half days in melbourne wow. but 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 man- managed to double my gci so i went from <laughs> 209 to 448 in, in my second year um, <laughs> if you want something and, done give it to a busy person hey you know what it's so true and 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 it taught me so much today because all of a sudden when someone wanted to see me it's like yeah you can see me but it's two and four o'clock on tuesday or wednesday take your pick mm. 
Yeah. Where normally I'd go, yeah, you know, how about Monday, you know, Tuesday, yep. how's Wednesday? What's good for you? <laughs> so I I really, you know, because of that, became far more sharper and, and, and it came across and deals started to then actually happen mm. so much more quicker. I remember that, that last December that I worked for Harris, you know, I did just under $180,000 in sales for the month of wow. December wow. in commission. That's... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was Merry just Christmas. because I... I, yeah, I had a plan. It was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't wag the tail on on the dog. So, <laughs> but I then coming here, there's no two ways about it. The Melbourne market and the Adelaide market are so different. They're just completely diametrically different. The agents are so different. Okay. Um, but also too, the market is so different because it's got it's just got heat in it all the time because mm. you know everyone's going to auction. Yes. And they all know that when it gets to an auction, guess what? It's going to be competition time. Hmm. So they, they really have educated the buyer, this is how it rolls. Hmm. Um, and, and particularly now too, speaking to a lot of the agents, they are during COVID being so successful based on the simple fact that they are telling them what's going to happen and it's not the other way around. So mm. if you want to buy a house now, you have to first view it online. Yep. Once you've viewed it online, you've got to drive past and have a look at it. And then thirdly, once you've driven past it and you've seen it online, you then have to prove that you can actually afford to buy it. Mm. And if you can't afford to do that, don't worry about it. We're not going to deal with you. So they're, they're deliberately restricting opportunity in order to create greater competition. Absolutely. And creating Absolutely. a process around that. Absolutely, and and it's working, and it's paying huge dividends for a lot, a lot of agents at the moment as well. They are very much, you know, in control of the process and in control of the sales. You know, the the, the way that the sale is going, to, the transaction is going to happen. They're, they're so controlling the narrative around the process, aren't they? Correct, mm. and it's pulled it away from where you know you do an auction, you've got thirty or forty people there. Mm. It, it's irrelevant. It's yeah. no, no. We're dealing with a serious buyer. Are you a serious buyer? Mm. Do you have the funds to purchase this property? No, I don't. Well, I'm sorry, I am not going to be interacting with you anymore. But we can find something that fits to your budget. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, but I want that one. Bad luck. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting the way things are running at the moment in Melbourne. So, so what led you to real estate after a career in media? Uh, really good question. Um, after media, I had the Handel Farm Barn. So during Mix, I had the Handel Farm Barn, which is an awesome business that we loved. <laughs> and I was getting to a point with media that I had done my time. Like I'd been there, done that, and I was not starting to enjoy it as much. And I've always been a sort of person that don't be fraudulent, don't take the money, get out and let someone else do it if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I had a boss that was just a knob. So, um, always makes life makes a move easier. Yeah, yeah, correct. And I had gone into a second business in a kitchen business, and we actually lost seven figures out of that kitchen business. So the business partner um, wasn't overly nice. Mm. Um, anyway, we move on. And so, really, what do you do when you can't get a job anywhere else? You go into real estate. Yeah. It was the only one that was prepared to, <laughs> to take me. So what happens with the unemployable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just thought, you know, and again, you know, naive, you thought, well, you know, I can get on a phone and, oh, yeah, I can talk to people and, geez, if i got communication skills, they're going to love me. I was on the radio. It made no difference. <laughs> no one cared. No one cared that you are on the radio. No one went, oh, my God, I've got Jason Zoe Carter staying in the house. No one gave a shit. And that was, that was mostly a real big kick in the guts but i needed it i yeah. absolutely needed it to, to bring me down another level and make me realize that you are no one special while you're on radio and you're no one special while you're not on radio and and so you you didn't feel there was you were able to leverage that personal brand at all or was there any kind of crossover or was it just simply people who knew you personally like anybody else how, yeah how are you now, getting an it, audience what it did is it, it maybe at the start it got me indoors where others couldn't get because you 
you know, I, they were my friends. I mean, I started with a phone book of four and a half thousand people. Wow. So yeah. I didn't, I wasn't limited by how many people I could call. I just didn't have a patch, but I was calling people that I knew. And I was say, hey, how are you going? Just sort of let you know I've had a change in career. You might have seen it working for Harris Real Estate. Look, if you ever think about selling or you know someone that's thinking about selling, I just love the opportunity. And by the way, I actually need to learn and practice. So if you are thinking of selling and I can practice on you, do you mind if I come over and do an appraisal? Love it. And, and that in itself led to a lot of people saying, yeah, right, come over. And mm. straight away, it took it took out the cynicism out of it. It took like, oh, yeah, we'll help Snowy. Yeah. And, and I'd do the appraisal and I'd go, oh, geez, you know, I reckon your house is worth this. And they'd go, really? And I'd go, far out, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then I just started to get, you know, one after another after another. Um, but then that's then when it then helped, obviously, create more of a presence in the market because, you know, you put a board out the front and then you get another appraisal, another listing out of that. So, so you're really just going through the address book, trying to make ambassadors out of all of those people, yep. in essence. Just starting a real estate-based conversation and yep. uh, and opening doors from there. Correct. And, and, Correct. And, and it obviously worked. To get eight listings in your first few weeks of real estate is just extraordinary, you know. And anybody would envy that. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, I wasn't saying no to it. Yeah. Um, mind you, it taught me also too, you know, I was going all over the place, like Paraka to Harndorf, you know, <laughs> out to Mile End, and I started to realise, no, 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 we can't, we can't do this. But it was just a matter of, you know what, get some money in the door. You know, you, we were bleeding financially, and I just had to do what I had to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you do the extra miles early on, that's for sure. And, yep. and you're cutting your teeth, and you're, and you're applying your trade, and you're trying to practice, like you say, and... And uh, all, all of that works. And, and so at what point did you did you start zeroing in on a geographic or, or did you move into that kind of sphere where you're centred on a suburb that you yeah, farmed? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, because I was getting the listings for a better term easy, I was still hitting my patch of Harndorf, Balhanna. So I was still trying to penetrate that but taking what listings I could while I could. Yeah. And because it was a matter of getting money back through, and you never know, you throw out enough breadcrumbs that will leave you back to the path. So yeah. I was going, well, if I can keep selling across the place and they're going to pay me to do it, well, why wouldn't I? Hmm. Um, but I was still then heavily focused. But I also knew too that Handel from Balhanna had a very low turnover. Hmm. So, you know, I was going to go hungry if I focused just on those. So I needed to then, you know, keep building out into other areas, hmm. you know, and, and just take them where I could whilst I could take some money. And I suppose the good thing about Adelaide is geographically, everything's pretty well within half an hour of each yeah. other. Yeah. So that was the other upside. So I just had to get smarter too about when I did my open so that, you know, I was going one direction all the way through or I would start at the furthest point and then work backwards throughout the day. So it really seems to me in retrospect that you, you did a few things well early on. You you found the right place, the right home early on in real estate rather than jumping around uh, various places trying to find the right mentor. You, you established that uh, and, and knew what you wanted from a real estate uh, principal very early on. And then, uh, and then um, as as you were developing your name in your backyard, you uh, were happy to um, you know go. You're humble enough to pick up the phone and speak to people that you knew in another capacity, and and just alert them to the fact that you're in real estate, and you know, can you help me? And and, and don't people just love helping somebody? Yeah, they do. And and not only that as well. I also had to take, and I didn't do this at the start, but after about six months, I went right. I went for the long game now. So I became more of an agent of service and I didn't care. I actually stopped caring about whether I was going to get your listing or not. Yeah. Because if I got it, I got it. And I didn't, I didn't. So why worry about it? I can't control that. But I had to be present every time and, and be an, an agent of service. Yeah. So when you start to play the long game, you realise, and there was some that I did miss out on that I thought, oh, shit, I thought I was going to get that. Mm. But 
it's just bad luck. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just move on and don't sit and have a pity party about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose, yeah, in essence I did, but I, I, once I think, you know, once you go, you know what, this is the long term, this is my career now for the next 20, 50 years, whatever it might be, that's when you change your mindset mm. and you become, that's when you become to an, an agent of attraction because you're not desperate. You're not trying to get the next listing. You're not trying to, excuse the term, but finger someone mm. just to get the listing. And, and I also was very philosophical that if I didn't get it, there was a good reason why and a few times that I didn't get those listings things and I spoke to the agent that did get them and afterwards they're like oh my god they did my head in I'm like ah that's mm. why I didn't get it you know and they also dropped their pants they went in mm. at 1.6% I was 2% plus GST that's it sorry it's non-negotiable yeah and then they're getting all this pain for 1.6%. And what effect has that then had to all their other um, vendors that they're trying to service? Yeah. It has a massive effect. Yeah. And so how, how long before you uprooted and went over to Victoria full-time? Yeah, full-time we moved over here December 2018. Okay. So from 2019, um, I worked for a couple of agencies. I was going to start an agency in Melbourne and yeah. the market shut itself. And quite honestly... Um, I mentally was in a bad way as well, and I needed to take time out. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to admit that. So I had a big break and spent a couple of months at home growing a beard and growing the hair and reevaluating <laughs> life. And part of that was when you lose a substantial amount of money, you don't get a chance to grieve it because you've got to get up the next day, go to work to earn money. Mm. So I realised that I needed to take a mental health check and I took a couple of months off and then I got a job which gave me stability and that was back in commercial radio but as a salesperson. Oh, yeah. Um, and then since then I started a, a company called Carter Capital where I had mortgage brokers and financial planners in Adelaide going, hey, I've got people that want to buy investment properties. Can you help them? So oh. we, now, we now help people buy investment properties. Um, yes, they are off the plan but they're not – you know, shitty one-bedroom apartments in Docklands. These are yeah. homes that, uh, as an example, we got one 18 months ago and it's already gone up $118,000 in, um, in, in bank value in that period of time. So wow. we find properties that are in great growing locations, they're going to have great capital growth, that get a really good yield um, and that are brand new, so for tax appreciation, it's great. Um, and we educate people and we've now got couples that are onto their third and fourth property over the last two years. Um, and as well as that, I've just picked up a development with Gordon Pickard here in Melbourne, mm -hmm. um, who owns Fairmont Homes. So we're now selling 279 townhouse and apartments um, at an estate called Kingsley in Broadmeadows. Incredible. So, so yes. So a lot, a lot of people would have been in fear of loss of moving out of a marketplace they've been cultivating for a few years, and especially yep. with your early success. How, how did you deal with that in terms of you know, kind of having built that up over, over a period of years, having just to walk away from that and start again? Um, it wasn't really a concern because I'd, I'd sort of given up on real estate after I'd had that sort of mental health check. I went, you oh. know what, I'm not going to do it. And oh, I think oh. what I realised is there's three, there's three aspects to... Um, to real estate there's real estate there's property development and there's property investment and they're three very different things yeah and what i realized that from property investment i love it because it's aspirational mm. because people are wanting to create a better life for themselves yeah so once i sort of picked my lane i didn't really then worry about you know oh shit my market or this or that yeah. i sort of just went well no this is actually what i want to do because i'm going to be of service i did have a job though and i you know through this process of time so i had good income coming in so i wasn't stressed yeah and i've been building up that business hmm 
and and uh, and everything seems to be working out fine. So obviously you've, you've been really considered about the process, and and I love what you said there, just finding a way of being of service and and staying in your lane, and so you you can you can really affect people's lives in such a dramatic and positive way when you do exactly that. Yeah, people know. People, I honestly believe we can sniff bullshit. We can all sniff bullshit, and we know when we're being fibs, and we know when someone's trying to porcupine. Mm. You're better off, you know. And I mean, I've, you know, and this is what I used to do too. Is I'd go into a listing if I knew they were seeing two, you know, two more agents, I would pull out straight away and say, you know what, I would rather be an agent of service. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to take myself out of the process, but I'm going to offer you my services for free. Let's find you the best agent. Now, what do you reckon <laughs> happens to the wall straight away? They're gone. Yeah. So then I see the other intel from the other two agents, what they're presenting, and I sit with the clients and say, okay, well, let's look at what you've got so far. And I'll go, you would be, you know, this one at 1.8 and this one's at 2.2 and this is the marketing. I go, geez, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Well, this guy at 1.8, this is the marketing. Like they're, they're not doing realestate.com, you know, for a 45-day exclusivity. They're not doing that. Where's the newspaper in this? And this guy over here is charging you 2.2 plus GST. And he's really overloaded. I think this is just his own branding. Well, oh, just I would have done this, 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 and this. And they go, well, would you consider being our agent? Oh, look, if you want. <laughs> so you just got to be smart about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Be 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 that uh, be that uh, uh, independent consultant before they uh, before they need a real estate agent. Correct. Yeah, yeah, mate. That's uh, that, that's that's fantastic. Um. So, and what what does the future hold now? Obviously, a, a whole lot on your plate with the the new development that's uh, that's popping up. And and, um, and still plenty of people to help in the world of uh, real estate investment. Yeah, look, the, the, the focus now is is helping people find investment properties um, and educating them. Like we really want, we, 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 we're really about, I don't want to help you find one, I want to help you buy 10. Hmm. Um, and yes, of course, I do very well out of that 10. But if I help you buy one, and let's take Dean and Nat, for example, we get one in Drysdale and it goes up from 418 to $540,000 in an 18-month period, hmm. okay? How happy do you reckon they are? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so we've now helped them buy Bendigo, so they're onto their hmm. second one and we're about to buy their third, right? Hmm. So, and, and all of them are cash flow positive. So that's what I love to do. So the hands are full with Carter Capital. That's that's our, 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 um, our, our hot button. We mm-hmm. love to help couples buy investment properties and teach them. And a lot of people think they understand property investment. They really don't. And and I say this respectfully, but a lot of real estate agents actually don't understand property Agreed. investment too. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was one of them. Mm. Um, and then, and I mentor with a gentleman who's here right now, Michael Sloan, who's been around for 25 years, and what he doesn't know about investing is not worth knowing. Mm. Um, so that one, and yeah, as well as selling, you know, Kingsley, which you know, this is a, it's the only master plan of its type, and their values and their culture sits in line with, you know, with ours as well. So we're only, you know, too happy to sell that, and also too, they're only, you know, allowing 20% investors. So it really is an owner-occupier development, which I love. Mm. Um, you know, and also to the way the apartments are set out. I'm not a big fan generally of apartments, but the way they're doing these apartments, they're big, they're wide, they're bright, they're sunny, yeah. and that ticks a lot of boxes. So, mate, that's the plan. It sounds fantastic, mate. And, and if people want to find out more about Carter Capital and, and how you guys are helping people own more property, yeah. how can they do that? Mate, just get online to Carter Capital or Carter Capital Group. That's the website. I think it's Carter Capital. Um, or, you know, Google Jay Snowy Carter, my phone number's there. I'm happy for you to hand out my phone number, 0407 Happy to help anyone, and even if it doesn't result in moving anywhere, that's irrelevant. we just love to be able to help and offer some advice. Yeah. But what I will say is, just because you buy one investment property, do not think you know 
that you know everything. It's there's a, there is so much more to it. And my journey over the last three years, particularly working with Michael, I I thought I knew it, and I just I still learn every single day. And so, if people want to know more and be mentored through the process, all they have to do is get in contact with Jason Snowy Carter, our guest on the podcast today. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Dave, really appreciate the opportunity. Fantastic, mate. I look forward to chatting to you soon. You too. Once again, a huge thank you to our guest, Jason Carter. It's fantastic to have agents of his caliber on the podcast sharing their secrets with us. Certainly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you've found a home here on the Property Pulse, so please subscribe to ensure that you're receiving notifications of all new episodes as they become available. And I'll look forward to bringing you more next time.